It happened on the 18th of December, and it was one of the worst mass death events in the province of Ontario. And when was the last time anybody spoke to you about it or you thought of it? Residents in the Bellaria condo in Vaughan feel that they've kind of been abandoned. People have already moved on. I've forgotten. That includes Jack Rosdilski, who joins me right now. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. How did you experience that, that horrible thing? Well, on the evening of uh, Sunday night, December 18, uh, I was actually in my uh, my uh, uh, condo, and uh, I heard a fire alarm go off. When the fire alarm went off, I uh, exited the building as one does during the fire alarm. And when I was going through the exit, I realized it was not only a fire response, but Many police with drawn guns and tactical teams were showing up, and uh, I kind of was in the middle of a mass shooting situation to my dismay. So I'm a, um, a survivor of that very violent uh, incident that happened at the building in Vaughn. I was uh, exposed to a lot of things I basically cannot uh, unsee from that evening. And it really does, as I was just saying, seem that people have moved on. I mean, there was a candlelight vigil the next day, but now it's almost forgotten. So you people feel in many ways you've been abandoned. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm also a professor at York University in disaster and emergency management, and I actually specialize in teaching and research and things like mass shootings and terrorism. So I'm in the same I'm in the strange situation of being an observer and also a participant by being a survivor, and I'm familiar with the number of services that can be provided after these types of events. And what happened here was that York Region Victim Services showed up to help us 11 days later. I repeat, 11 days. And the services they provided to us were excellent, and they really helped out. But the point is that coping services needed to be provided to victims and survivors quicker. And these types of services need to continue for the long term, because disaster recovery from mass shootings events is complicated. It just doesn't go away once the police take care of the incident with the shooter. And I wonder if there's just sort of this mentality these days that, you know, okay, something terrible happened, but everybody pull together, be stoic, and keep moving. Uh, there is there, there is to a certain extent, but at the same time, uh, all of us here in the building, we were just uh, living in the building a few days before Christmas, doing what everyone does on the Sunday night before the Monday work week starts, and then all of a sudden we're instantly transposed into a war zone. Now, if I was a soldier or a police officer or a first responder, yeah, I would be trained and have some ability to deal with and cope with direct exposure to that type of violence. But think of anyone living in a condominium or a tall building in the greater Toronto area and then to have a shooter roaming your hallways and the police response taking place around you. It's not something we know how to cope with in our everyday assistance. Therefore, there is a need for services to be provided to persons who are exposed to those out of the ordinary events so people can better deal 
with being a uh, witness to mass violence and the trauma associated with that. Thank you for this, and uh, we'll make sure the right people hear about it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Jack Rosdilski, resident of that condo tower. And yeah, you have to imagine your, your home is your paradise. It's your castle. It's turned into a math, mass death event. And then every single day you have to walk into that building again. 